Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our new Has Come sermon series. This series explores our identity as a follower of Jesus, how our old selves have left and the new has come. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select Contact Us, and send us an email. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. So I grew up in a tradition on Easter Sunday that we'd say, the Lord is risen, and everybody would respond, the Lord is risen indeed. So let's try it. The Lord is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Amen. Hey, we're going to release kids ages four through grade five to go to their classes. If your kids want to go, if you're a guest, they can go down to our children's ministry wing. We'd love to have them there. Just a great program for kids. So uh, uh, you may have realized from the video you just saw that, that we are beginning a series called New Has Come, and we're kicking it off today because what a better day to, to kick it off. And this series is about what God and the Bible say about who we are, about who we are as people. Now, so for the person who's undecided about believing in Jesus, it's my prayer that you'll see that you're loved by God today and that you'll respond to God's love and faith. And for the person who is a follower of Jesus, it's my prayer today that that you and throughout the series that you will understand and embrace your identity as a beloved daughter and a beloved son of God. Let me just pray, if you would. Father, as we come here today, as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, That has so much meaning for us. Lord, speak to us today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you remember when something new came into your life? We've all had that experience, you know, whether it was a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend, maybe an engagement ring along the way, maybe a new car, maybe a a new home, uh, maybe a gift that was so meaningful. You know, maybe maybe when you first became parents and... uh, Uh, You understood that newness. And and when you first became grandparents, you know, when something new comes into our lives, it changes things. Um, It changes things for the better. Also, sometimes it brings on a little stress with it. Uh, But we're going to talk about the, the truth that something new has come, and it's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's something that when it comes into our lives. When we recognize what Jesus has done, we understand that there's something new about us that can not be undone by anything in this world. And we're going to talk about that this morning. So I want to begin with just recalling the story of the resurrection from the Gospel of John. So if you want to follow along, it's going to be uh, John chapter 20, starting with verse 1. If you have a Bible or a smartphone, it's also going to be on the screen. And, and let's just recall what happened on that resurrection Sunday. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started from the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. 
He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture what Jesus that Jesus had to rise from the dead. And so then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. And he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabone, which means teacher, Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. So Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. So today we are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's something that has changed the course of human history. Now think about it. Jesus came to earth, he lived, he taught, he died, and he rose again, and everything has changed because of that. Now we don't think about that too often. But but just by very fact of the date, today is April 16th, that happened because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now some of you want to say, no, the birth of Jesus, but wait a minute. If the resurrection of Jesus Christ hadn't happened, we wouldn't even think about the birth. So everything about every day of your life has changed because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And not only that, so much of what happens in this world today and historically has happened because people who believed in Jesus Christ have decided to follow him and follow him faithfully. And it's changed how they live their lives. It's changed what they want to do, how they want to honor him. Think about it. So much is impacted and influenced by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Look at the arts, particularly in the history, but look at the arts today. Artists of all kinds have done things for the glory of God. Look at some of the greatest institutions in our world, hospitals, universities, Many of them were started because people who followed Jesus Christ said, you know what, I want to live my life to help people who are sick. Or I want to live my life to honor God by learning the best I can and raising up scholars. Think about this. There have been parents who maybe had no famous claim to life except that they dedicated their lives to raising their kids who became world leaders in different countries throughout the world. You know, and we could go on and on and on. Why? Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and people who have said, I want to live my life in a way that honors God. Why? Because they realized when Jesus was raised from the tomb, something new 
came into this world. When, when Jesus was raised from the dead, they understood that God loved them and promised to be with them until they meet him in eternity. And it changed their life. So let's talk about this new has come idea. There's the first thing that I want you to understand. Because Jesus has come, people understand now that a new love has come. A new love has come. I recently heard the story about um, a housing development in China that uh, had not been uh, built to code and, and there were issues with it but it housed a great number of people in China and uh, uh, one day just all of a sudden because of all kinds of factors the the housing multi-story complex just crumbled and fell trapping and killing people inside and as I read the story about it uh, there was this uh, amazing story because uh, as the rescue workers went, they began to, to pull out survivors and, and pull out victims. The last victim they pulled, uh, the la- excuse me, the last survivor they pulled out was a three-year-old girl who was wrapped tightly in her father's arms. When, when the building and the tons and tons of rubble had begun to collapse this 28-year-old father grabbed his daughter and he bent over and he built a human shield around her. And as tons and tons of material fell on them, he used his body to shield and shelter her. He was crushed to death, but his daughter survived with only minor injuries. Think about that. Uh, One uh, one reporter said this child was able to survive entirely thanks to the fact that her dad used his own flesh and blood to prop up a life-saving space for his daughter. I don't know about you, but, but I am always moved by the stories of sacrificial love. And, and that little girl, her name was Wu Ning, she experienced a depth of love that she will forever be changed by. She lost her father, but he died to save her life. You know, when you read the scriptures, when you read the Bible, when you, when you read the story of what happened to Jesus. It's a story about a love where where God sends his son and his son wraps his love around us so that we, when we die, we will not spend eternity separated from God. In Jesus' death and resurrection, we realize that a new love has come into the world for all of humanity. The the Apostle Paul wrote about this in the book of Romans. And I want to share with you what the Apostle Paul wrote. I'm going to read from the message He said, Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death. 
while we were of no use whatever to him. You know, here's the amazing truth. You know, we all understand how a mother or father would do anything to, to save their child's life, like Wooning's father did. We can even understand how someone might risk their life to help someone get out of harm's way. But would you risk your life for someone who was deemed unworthy, someone who was no use whatsoever to you? Would you sacrifice your life for someone that you considered to be like that? And yet that's what Scripture says, that Jesus died for us even when we were no use to him. Now, I know that's hard to hear, but what Jesus is telling us that he died for us even when we wouldn't acknowledge who he was, even when we wouldn't say that he was the Messiah, that he was the Son of God, that he was God in the flesh. The Apostle Paul writes later that Christ died for us even while we were enemies of God because that's the way the Scripture looks at us when we don't believe in Jesus and what he's done for us, that, that we're enemies of God. So God loves us even while we're not worth anything to him, even while we're enemies. God loves us whether or not we believe in him. God loves us whether we hate him, whether we like him, whether we love him. God loves us all. Now, some of you are saying, well, God can't love me because you just don't know what I've done. You're right. I, I don't know what you've done. But God does. And Scripture testifies that God loves us no matter what we've all done. Yes, we're all sinners by nature. Scripture tells us that. But the Bible tells us that nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So if you don't hear anything else today than this, I, I want to tell you that you are loved by God. You are loved by God. Turn to somebody and say that. You are loved by God. Tell them, you are loved by God. That, that's what we celebrate here on Easter, that we are loved by God so much that Jesus would live his life, that he would point us to God, that he would offer his body in sacrifice as the final payment for the sins of the world and be crucified on a cross and be raised back to life to defeat the power of sin and death for us. He did that for us because he loved us. He openly spread his arms wide and was nailed to a cross and said, I love you this much that I would die for you. A new love has come, a new love. But, but not just a new love. What we recognize with Easter is that we fully comprehend that. We, we have no reason to argue with it anymore. A new Savior has come because throughout the history of the world, people were said to be the Savior of a group of people, a leader or someone else. But today we celebrate that there's only one, one Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. And he died and he rose back to life to save us. He died to save us. Last year, there was a man arrested for killing a pastor in Florida. And uh, as the case progressed, something very strange happened. 
It, it turns out the pastor, his name was Renee Roberts. The, the pastor basically was able to communicate with them from beyond the grave. You're going, Clark, what are you talking about? Well, Pastor Renee Roberts had a ministry to uh, convicts who were released from prison, people who were guilty of of very serious crimes but had paid their debt to society and had been released into rehabilitation. He also uh, had a ministry to folks who suffered from severe mental illness. And he recognized that his ministry was very high risk, that he was oftentimes putting his life in danger. And so in 1995, recognizing what he was doing, he wrote what he called a declaration of life. And it's through that declaration of life that he spoke from the grave about the case of the person who murdered him. And this is what he said. I request that the person found guilty of homicide for my killing not be subject to or put in jeopardy of the death penalty under any circumstances. That's amazing. So while the verdict yet has not been decided, both the defense and the supporters of Pastor Rene are asking that the death penalty be thrown out. Just think about that. What an amazing amount of foresight, but what an amazing act of compassion for someone to put in writing and have authorized by legal witnesses to see that I may be killed for what I do, but I don't want the person who kills me to be put to death. What compassion. What love. What an act to save someone's life. We know that there's only one who can save our soul. The one who defeated sin and death. And that's Jesus Christ. That's why we gather to celebrate that he defeated the power of sin and death when he rose again that first resurrection Sunday. This is what Jesus said. Remember this. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Jesus Christ defeated sin and death by dying to pay the price for the sins of the world. And his resurrection guarantees that all who believe in him will receive salvation. And it's the resurrection of Jesus Christ that seals salvation for all who believe. Pastor Tim Keller has written this, and it's such a great visual idea. He says, think of Christ's resurrection as a store receipt. If you're in a department store and you buy some clothes, you should always ask for the receipt. Why? Because when you're walking around the store and a security person comes to you and says, hey, I'd like to look in your bag and see if you bought those things, you can say, yes, here's the receipt. And it proves that you've paid for it. If you don't have the receipt, you're going to be in trouble. So if somebody stops you, you want to be able to hold up the receipt and say, this proves, this proves that this has been paid for and I don't have to pay for it again. The resurrection is a giant receipt stamped across history for all people to see. A receipt 
that allows you to know that your future is certain if you believe in Jesus Christ. So here's a biblical truth we all have to, have to grasp. We're all sinners. We're all sinners. Our sins create a debt, a debt that we cannot pay. It's too big. We're spiritually bankrupt. There's, there's no law to protect you from spiritual bankruptcy. But God loves you so much that he paid your debt, the debt that he did not owe and the debt that you could not pay. So we've all been offered salvation. And if you believe in Jesus as your Savior, that, that he has come, then your salvation is guaranteed. So today on Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate that we have a great big receipt that says our debts for our sins have been paid in full. If you want to know how to have that guarantee, stick with me. I'll share that with you in a, in a moment. Here's another truth. If you've received this new love and if you have this new Savior, then you need to understand this. A new life has come for you. That's right. A new life has come. Now, what do I mean by that? Remember when I said you were loved by God? You are loved by God. You were created by God, but God wants more for you. God wants you to become a new person and have a, a new and amazing life with him. And when you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, and receive him as your savior, the new life has come. So we celebrate that the new life has come. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. When you believe in Jesus Christ, not only are you loved by God, but now you've come into God's family. And God sees you as his new son or his new daughter. You have a new identity. You are the beloved child of the creator of the universe. The old sinful you who was condemned by your sins and was sentenced to death and eternal separation from God, it's been forgiven. But now, because you've received Jesus as your Savior, your old life has passed away, and a new life has come. You're a new person, forgiven and free. So this is what I want you to see. Whether you are a believer in Jesus or not, for everyone who believes in Jesus, you've been given a new life, a new identity in Christ. Remember the video we saw where, where people put different words that we put on people, guilt, shame. We can come up with a whole bunch of other words like loser or whatever to put somebody down. But in Jesus Christ, that's not your identity. What anybody has ever said about you, that is not your identity because God sees you as a son of God, as a daughter of God, beloved by God. He sees you as forgiven and clean. Your sins are washed away. You have a new identity in Christ. And that's so important for you to grasp and hang on to. So if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, not only do I want you to leave today understanding you're loved by God, but what I want you to understand is whatever the world says about you, whatever, whatever people say about you, God does not. God sees you and says, you're a beloved daughter. You're a beloved son. And I want you to walk in that identity. 
as a follower of Jesus, your identity is in him and what he has done for you because he's washed you clean. We've, we've sung that this morning. Your old sinful self is gone and, and your new identity has come and you're saying, well, Clark, I still sin. Yes, you will. You're human. But you ask for forgiveness and your sins are washed away. You seek to turn around from that sinful activity and go the other way. I want everybody to remember this today regardless of where you are when it comes to faith in Jesus Christ. I want you to know that you are loved by God. And if you're a believer, I want you to know that you're a new creation, a new person. And I encourage you to live in that reality that you're not your old self. You're a new person, a beloved child of God. But I want to say this to everybody that says, well, I'd like to live in that reality. You can step into that reality today. You can become a follower of Jesus Christ today. And, and it, really, it's just an act of you saying, okay, I believe in Jesus. I accept his forgiveness on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. And I want to follow him all the days of my life. If you've never done that, I'm going to give you the opportunity to pray that today. And, some of you are saying, well, you know, I did that years ago and I just sort of have, have fallen away from Jesus and I want to recommit my life to him today. You can pray this same prayer. So I'm just going to ask everybody to close their eyes and bow their heads. And if you want to pray this prayer, just pray it silently to God. I'm just going to give it to you phrase by phrase. And you can pray it. So here we go. Dear God, I believe in Jesus. Go ahead and pray that. I believe that Jesus died and rose again. I accept Jesus' forgiveness for my sins. I want to follow him for the rest of my life. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.